Hello, human. This is Ale Ortega, a Mexican woman ready to challenge the unconscious and systematic biases. Have you ever wondered how it is to be a human in a specific part of the world? Come and discover it with me. We will talk about gender equality, human rights, and mental health. We are ready to empower everyone out there. But are you ready to turn the rights on? Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Rights On. Today, I have the honor to receive my friend Jorge. I met Jorge, I think, more than 10 years ago. Uh, we were both emo kids, <laughs> and it's just an honor to have him here. But before I give more uh, or share more about him, I would let him introduce himself. So hello, Jorge. How are you today? Hi, everyone. My name is Jorge Arevalo. I'm a three-year-old Mexican guy. Uh, right now, I'm an HR person at Colgate. I'm a founding member of the Diversity Community, Colgate uh, <clears throat> Committee. And right now, I'm going to tell you how it's like to be a macho or a man in Mexico City <laughs> right now. Yeah, so we both are Mexicans, of course. We have both views. And I know that um, most of you always say, like, yeah, living in Mexico is awesome. And yeah, it is awesome in many ways. But it also can be a challenge. And the challenge that women yes. and men face are sometimes a little bit different. We have a super, super huge macho culture that affects everyone. But how do you think this culture has impacted you as a man? Well, for me in particular, it's, it's been kind of hard since I've been a kid. Because, for example, uh, my dad and, and take us to another state to live for a job. But then as soon as we arrived to this state to live, and it was Mazatlán, Sinaloa. It's a really, really macho state if you know Mexico. He has to come back to Mexico City to start working again here. So I started living just with my mom and my sister. So whenever my dad come to visit us, he wanted to play with me like a boy of the 90s. He wanted to wrestle with me. He wanted to jump and fight with me. But well, I wasn't used to that. So every time he tried that, I start crying. And my dad was really upset about that. And he was like, yelling to my mother that you are making him like a little girl and he's crying like a little girl and even though he ended up being a really supportive of, of me as you said I was an emo kid and I used these skinny jeans and I, I was in a band and I you, and I wear my eyeshadow and my black nails so even though he he always support that part of that face of my youth he always had that mean joke about me being a girl or all of my friends I think that Emo were, emos in Mexico were the first ones to bring skinny jeans to Mexico. So whenever everyone sells when skinny jeans was like, you're a little girl, why do you wear girl yeah. jeans? So I think that it's, it's hard to be yourself in a metro community. Yeah, that is true. And I think that is what, what I feel that has a more affection when it comes to men, that there is like this standard on how men should be acting like always super strong and you know like you said like wrestling and playing football and they define machos or men are and that is completely not true like coming with all these like you've been emo and using skinny jeans and just being like different have you ever been judged or harassed by other men for thinking or doing things differently Yes, I think that, as you said, I'm, I'm really pro-equality. Actually, <clears throat> I, I have never, well, I used to be a man like this 
she will remain like, oh, you're a woman, I'm gonna let you go first, I'm gonna open the door for you. But as I grow up, I, I understand that I, it doesn't have to be chivalry just for women. You just have to be a nice guy to everyone. It has to be a chivalry to everyone. So whenever I stand up for women in, in something like, for example, now the violence against women, I always have the challenge with some of my friends. Yeah. They are like, no, but always women have this point and they have to this leverage in the world and they have been benefit about uh, economic with men. And, and I'm like, sometimes, yeah, but we have to understand the balance that we have right now. I think that, yeah, we are seeing a little bit of how the balance is coming to, to women, but, but a lot of men are feel a little bit upset about this. So I, I make this joke that if, some, if someone decided that men couldn't go out at their 6 p.m. and they won't sell alcohol to men, I think that that would be one of the greatest choices in the world. And all the men, all my friends are like, you're crazy. I wouldn't want to live in that place. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but we suck as a gender. I, 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 I know that not everyone, I know that there's some good guys in there but as a gender as a community we suck I think um, <laughs> whenever I'm uh, for example when I, I'm a psychologist and also when I get to my classroom I was astonished because there were 80 women and eight men so I have always been really close to women I have really I, I work in human resources there's also a, a majority of women I think in the in in the my HR community where I am right now we are 60 employees and we are five men so you have to understand women at some point so yeah sometimes when i'm i'm with men it's hard because they are always talking about yeah i saw that woman or i I was drinking like this or i went to a fight like you said like the macho statement yeah and sometimes i understand them why are they like this and sometimes i feel uncomfortable i i think that i need to mend up myself and start like Hey, that's not correct saying that kind of things but I think it's it's uh it's kind of hard because it's it's kind of hard to find good male friends that they're not that aggressive that macho but also you have to um, don't rush them to these kind of things yeah yeah no I completely agree and I think all these things like gender-based uh, even like careers and the things that are expected that men do and then you see the complete different right like you're a psychologist and then most of the of the persons that are studying it is like women and I am the same as you I don't want to put any pressure in anyone but at the same time I am not able to accept any kind of racism or harassment by anyone that thinks better but I think it's a huge challenge but I also think we're getting better. So I hope that soon we can move forward uh, from that. I agree with that. We're getting better, even though people don't see it. Exactly. I, I really have the hope that we will get better, like much, much better, like soon. And one of the things that uh, I think it affects every one of us in Mexico, because we have a lot of uh, problems when it comes to security and from other stuff. Yes. but. Which are like your biggest fears of living and having a family in Mexico? My biggest fears is that something happened to my family. I think that that's the fear that everyone has in every part of the world. I think that what I don't, it's not, a, it's, I think that we all have that fear. But I think that what bothers me is that my wife cannot have the same life that I'd have. Even though Mexico is not the safest place in the world, it's not as dangerous as people think. Yeah, I, I think that yeah. movies has made made us a really mafia, gangsta, <laughs> cholo vibe. Narco, yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of hard to live with that whenever you leave Mexico because everyone is like, "Oh, they didn't mug you when you were there," and then, no, I'm fine. But 
you just need to know where to go and where, how, how to walk over. If, well, if you're going to be moving, how to move there and, and what time of the day it's. But if for me it's difficult, for women it's even harder. It's it really bothered me that when I go outside, the, the, I just have two fears. I, will, I can get mocked or I can get killed. That, that's the only two things that can happen to me. The first one, okay, it's not that bad. Perhaps I will cry, get traumatized, and <laughs> that's fine. And the other one, I'm just, I'm dead and I won't pay any debts anymore. I, I don't have any <laughs> worries about my credit card. Yeah. <laughs> but my wife is a different thing. When yeah. my wife goes out, she can get kidnapped, uh, ended in a prostitution ring. Uh, she can get raped. It's too many things that can happen to a woman just because. Yeah. When something happens to me, it's because of something, because they want money, because they want to rob something of me. They want something material from me. What they want from a woman is something, yeah, you can say it's material, but it's something that, that won't last. It's something that it's just undermined. And it's, it's so creepy and it gets me so anxious whenever my wife has to go to, to her job and gets on an Uber. And I'm like, please share me your your. your Trip location, your trip, yeah, yeah. Please. your trip location, please. And I always uh, ask her, how do you, how, what do you think of the driver? Is he a cool guy? Is he respecting you? And I always say, please, please let me know if anything happens, I will take the car and go chasing you before the, the trip is yeah. over. And I don't like to live like that. And, and I can imagine if I'm living like this, how is my wife living? Of course. No, but I think it's fair, right? Because, yeah, as you said, uh, we as women face like different kinds of, uh, let's say, brutality or crimes uh, towards or, uh, towards us. But it's also fair to say, like, as men, like, I, I, I think that my dad and my cousins and even my boyfriend, when we are there, they are afraid that something happens to me. And that, like, is valid. It's super valid. And... Yeah, violence against women in Mexico and in Latin America sucks really much. The only thing that gives me hope at this moment is that more women are raising their voices and that also we have more men supporting these things. I hope that eventually we'll have a little bit more of justice, but yeah, I think we're still a little bit far from, from that part, to be honest. But anyways, yeah. we already touched base in all the bad things and the challenges that Mexico has and that you face in your daily life. But I know that there's also really, really good things about Mexico and being Mexican. So what are the things that you think are amazing of being a Mexican man? Well, do you want to talk the before or now? Both. Because, <laughs> okay. If you want to talk about the past, I, my, my mother used to have this husband and he told me something that when I was young, I didn't kind of rasp the, the, the brutality of what he said to me. But I was in, I believe I was a little bit younger, I'm six, 16, 17 years old. And people was wondering why I was going to do with my life. The emo kid with the black nails and the piercings, <laughs> what is he going to do in his life? So he was the only one that he wasn't worried. And he told me, you're going to be fine. You know why? And I'm like, why? Because you are a man, you are white. <laughs> and you're still in a private school. And at that moment, it was like, okay, someone that is successful is telling me that I'm going to be fine just because of these three things. So when you are young and a, and a, 90s, and a kid from the 90s, it's, 
it's kind of hard to give you that kind of bomb in your hands. Like, <laughs> just because you're a man, you're gonna be fine. So at some point, I think that's why men are a little bit key when they're in high school, because they can, because people in the world tell them they can. And so I think that for a man, it's kind of cool. I, I have a sister and I know a lot of women. I have a lot of girlfriends, so I know how they live now. And I think I know that that's not cool for her, for them. Yeah. Now, as a man in nowadays, I'm, I'm really happy because as you said, a lot of women is, are, are raising their voice. And I feel really proud about that. And I would think of being a man that has been working all his life, all my life with women, is that nowadays I don't feel threatened for women actually nowadays i understand that right now because of gender equality it's this has been working for years yeah for years you have seen that they have put women in leadership positions by little by little by little and if you if you have been paying attention all the plans are for women right now most of the succession planning in, in the top companies are women yeah. so right now we're gonna see a, a a generational change when baby boomers drop off companies we're gonna see how women start running companies so i'm i'm really proud that to say that right now is not the men time but yeah. it's the time to to see what's gonna happen and i'm proud to be a supporter and a developer of, of female talent at the moment that we are in time in life 2020 perhaps men have haven't done the greatest the best work of all with, with the world in any aspect of the world, politics, uh, uh, industrial world, uh, sports, whatever you want, you think, I think that it's time for women to have that uh, protagonist, if you want to say it. You know for sure, but you are an ally, and that is what we want now, right? Like we want to have allies that we work together towards uh, new possibilities, because if we really want to achieve gender equality, we need to have equal opportunities for everyone. And it comes also, as you say, like development in work. Uh, we need to have more leadership uh, positions for women because that is the only way that we will start to mitigate other problems uh, such as uh, lack of education, poverty, and so many things that are a challenge, not just in Mexico, but in the world. So I just want to, before I jump to the last question, I just want to say thank you. I know you do it just because this is who you are, but having Alice is something that I know every single woman really likes. And it's just really nice to have people uh, like you uh, supporting us. So thank you thank for you. that. <laughs> and <laughs> to finish this episode, this is a question that I asked to everyone. If you needed to change your nationality, which one will it be and why? Oh my God, people hate me when I answer this question because <laughs> there's, there's this, as a, as a third world kid, uh, there's always this question. Where would you like to, to live? Where would you like to end your life, to retire? And I always say the same answer and people always say like, what? Why would you say this? But uh, I will live in the US. I will be an American. Yeah. And <laughs> the thing that I, I always like to explain this because as an emo kid, um, all my favorite bands are from there. So as, as a, I can imagine, like, for example, every time I'm driving in the street, I see like El Recodo in the Estadio Azteca <laughs> or El Tri tal, in tal estadio. So I can imagine that if I live in the US, I would see like Census Fail in this street or Dance Gavin Dance. Like, Dude, come on, come on. Music, like, 
uh, no, uh, that, that's their nation. That, that's their national music. So I think yeah. that, that would be amazing to have my favorite bands all the time. <laughs> and my favorite food. I, I'm so basic. I'm so sorry. I love <laughs> pizza, hamburgers, and barbecue smoked meat. That's my we, favorite. Everyone meal. loves pizza. I also love pizza. Like we love pizza. So yeah, I am in that. The, <laughs> and the best place to eat that kind of crap is in the U.S. The, the best <laughs> junk food that I, ha I have ever tasted is in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and, and this is the last point of why I will be an American. I, I was in a little town in Oklahoma and I was driving with my family and I saw this old theater and they were playing Back to the Future on the movies. And I was like, oh my God, you can see all movies in the cinema here. That's all I wanted. All <laughs> movies, good music and junk food. I can live here all as <laughs> I love those points and I think they are super valid. And once again, thank you really much. I really enjoyed this episode. More of this perspective is always super nice. So again, thank you for being in, uh, in this movement as an ally and uh, make this world more diverse and inclusive as well. I love it. You can invite me whenever you want. Yes, I will. <laughs> thank you. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode. It is time to empower people worldwide. We want to have everyone in this show. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and contact us if you wish to participate. See you next time. 